Welcome to episode 36 of the Redleaf Retrocast Anime Edition Worldwide Weebs are here. I'm your host, JD. We have a super fun episode today. A uh, little, little mix mash of, of topics leading up to our retro anime to review, which is Science Ninja Team Gachiman from 1972. So one of the more uh, famous 1970s anime, uh, lots and lots of spinoffs and sequels. So we'll get there. That's going to be a super interesting conversation to have over that show. We watched 13 episodes, uh, much like our Speed Racer one. We didn't watch the full show. There's over 100 episodes. So, but uh, I am here with one of my amazing hosts, Tori. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I've been better. I'm a little bit been sick. Better. Got a bit of a cold, but... Uh, yeah. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of been going uh, all the way around. I started with you, then Hickey got a little bit sick, but... You know, that was outside of podcasting, and that was my turn. But it's fine. I haven't really I haven't really felt that bad. Like, I've got a bit of a stuffy nose, and my throat is a little bit sore, but other than that, I feel fine. Oh, uh, much better. It's, it sounds much uh, much better than what I went through yeah. uh, previous week. Ah, well, we're also joined by our newly uh, country president guy, Hickey. Hello. I'm not the president of my None country. None of that sentence came out yeah, right. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't get elected for president. I hope one day I will, but not right now. Uh, <laughs> one day you will lead your own big scandal. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. It's... One one day you too may, may have the benefit of going through your own scandal. Yeah. I swear I did not see any kind of rape hentai in my life. I swear. <laughs> Uh, uh, perfect. That's great. Uh, well, Halloween has come and gone, and um, I watched. I was I was real big on the show last year, guys. Uh, Castlevania. Remember the? Uh, yeah, yeah. In our um, yeah, yeah. In our no, uh, I do not anime. remember Castlevania. Please tell yeah. me what well, is it, this? Well, our uh, <laughs> we had a another anime cast join us for the. Uh, anime of the Year one, I, I spoke highly of Castlevania. It was only first uh, four episodes in season one. Well, season two finally came out, and on Halloween, 
night, I ended up binging all eight episodes. So I was expect I was going into it expecting just another four episodes or something. Um, and the show was really good. It uh, it concluded very well. Uh, so it, it, you put it all together, it's twelve episodes. It feels like a full season now, full show. <clears throat> uh, the show got rave reviews, just universal enjoyment among even non-anime fans. Uh, maybe the best video game adaptation. Uh, it's up there. It's it's definitely up there. Uh, features some awesome action scenes between the three main characters fighting various monsters and vampires. Uh, what I was surprised with, there was a lot of political intrigue within the vampire ranks of, of Dracula and who he's gathered together, who, who he trusts. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, his ranks just arguing against each other and getting their own agenda. Uh, really cool character, Carmilla, uh, was the center of it all. So she's kind of like turning people to her side and has this uh, nefarious plot to overthrow Dracula on the on the back end. It did get a little... It, it did fall into that maybe possibility of too much exposition at times, guys. But the writing and dialogue was very captivating in it. So I never... Like, when they were saying words, the way they were phrasing it had that kind of old old medieval-type tone to it all. And the words they would use. And uh, it came off very like much better than I was expecting. Uh, especially considering the first four episodes in season one. Uh, was a very much different tone, so... Uh, and the show did a, quite a lot of show-don't-tell kind of moments, which surprised me. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting the show to get as deep as it did, uh, for sure. So, for a Halloween show, it was it was very fun to watch. I didn't uh, I didn't feel bored once. Oh, did you guys um, know it even came out? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't bother with the uh, first uh, Castlevania when that came out, so. I don't really care about this one either. Ah, uh, it was very enjoyable. I, I was I was very surprised. So, um, <clears throat> Hickey, did you did you uh, watch Castlevania or even realize that season two even came out? Yeah, I realized season two is out. I I watched it for season. Uh, it is great. Uh, but I haven't watched the second mm-hmm. season yet. I I need it. I need to finish some stuff before uh, starting new yeah, things, uh, just like Rio Rainbow, Rainbow Gate. Gate. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, well, um, I think what it, it was it was interesting. Like there was a, there was a really cool moment where Sifa uh, or Sifa, how you pronounce her name, um, she like teleports the castle away, you know, to lock it while all this internal uh, vampire battles were going on, and uh, after it gets teleported and, like, totally fucks up Carmilla's entire army and and the whole uh, the whole plot of overturning Dra- Dracula is just... It's just ending, like, just bang, it, it's done and over. She she has the, the best line in the show is she just looks at what's happened, her whole army's decimated, and she just goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> And the last, uh, it really ends on episode seven and eight. Episode eight, 
is kind of a conclusion to it all, where everyone's going to go, what's the next step. So it, 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 it does conclude very well, and then it also does a good job of getting... It, it sets it up for another season, but with or without Dracula is kind of... You know, if you pay attention to the Castlevania games, you know, he always just resurrects or, you know, a, a new enemy happens or something. So it looks like if there would be a season three, it would be focused on Carmilla. So if there would be, I wouldn't be opposed to a season three. I mean, the show was very enjoyable. Tori, you have, uh, you've been watching some movies again, haven't you? I have. I didn't get to watch that many movies this time. I only got to watch two. <laughs> I'm going to talk about both of them, uh, mostly because one I've technically already talked about before. This is just the movie version of it. And that is Space Adventure Cobra, the movie. <laughs> so, you know, Oof. pirate, badass pirate with a gun for an arm. and How many chicks did he bang in, in, in like the 60 minutes? <laughs> uh, he... Technically no one. <gasps> what? Blasphemous. I, I know, I know. Uh, they didn't have time for that. He got flirty with... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. N- not time to have sex with alien chicks? Yep. He got or flirty time chicks? with two, uh, two out of three of them, but uh, mm. it decided more to focus on... Uh, the way this movie works is uh, it's kind of different story-wise. It's still Cobra and the uh, and the guild, the pirate guild, and he eventually does end up fighting Crystal Boy just like he does in the series. But it's kind of different in that it's, it's more about the... Uh, the sisters from uh, this uh, planet, the, this rogue planet, or uh, that is just traveling through space, and uh, he is uh, trying to—he's trying to get them all connected so that they can become the new queen. But uh, you know, Crystal Boy, the bad guy—he has one of them mind, uh, is controlling the mind of one of them, so she ends up killing the other sisters and becomes queen. And she, her plan is to smash their planet into the sun to destroy the galaxy. Um, so, you know, uh, very, very intelligent, uh, villain, very, uh, <laughs> very, he's got some great plans, he really thinks far ahead, their plan is basically to take over and control the entire universe, and every galaxy, uh, but they basically, for some reason, decided that Galaxy 7, which is the galaxy that this takes place in, is not necessary for their plan, so why not just destroy Much it? Much better because, than Galaxy 6, obviously. Yeah, but they decided, that ah, we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use this as an example for power. Just wipe out an entire galaxy. So, uh, yeah. It basically follows Cobra as he tries to put a stop to this. And uh, basically, this uh, it was directed by Osamu Dosaki, just like the series. And uh, was oh, well, talked good. about before with stuff like Aim for the Ace and uh, Ashtano Joe and basically everything in the 70s. Uh, and uh, he... Uh, he basically used this movie as more of an experimentation with a lot of different shots. You can see it because it uses a lot of like weird, weird angles, a lot of like, you know, split screen and like multiple, like showing characters twice, if you know what I mean, like reflections and whatnot, and, and like just a bunch of weird shots. So you can see that this was definitely more of an experiment for him rather than like the story wasn't the main main focus of this. They just kind of experimenting with like, what can I do? What look, what works and what uh-huh. doesn't work? And, Did uh, the movie come out before the show? Uh, yes, by a couple months. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's interesting then. Huh. Yeah. 
they basically came out like right after each other almost so they he definitely they definitely used some of the uh, footage here for the uh for the tv series as well but it is it is pro most likely one of those things was like this was i mean obviously this was decided in advance and uh he just decided to work on both of them at the same time because why not <laughs> did you enjoy it as much as the show did it keep that same spirit or or what well, first thing first is obviously the characters have different voice actor, uh, actors and actresses. Yeah, you were mentioning that threw you off or something? Yeah, it does, because yeah. especially Cobra, he's not as smug as he is in the uh, TV series. Oh, and he's well, got more of that, then. like, <laughs> I, he's got more of that, like, I am, I am Cobra. I am. Uh, it's like, how does that, how does that go? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, he is supposed to be, like, a, quite a badass and, uh, you know, very handy with the women, but. That voice is kind of a bit of a, like, he sounds way more dorky, which I guess, you know, it increases the co uh, the comedy element of it, and which is one of the things that they decided to, I'm not going to say focus more, because it isn't, it isn't a strictly comedy, but he is still a funny person, and like, the way he, he treats stuff, and kind of just his cockiness when it comes to fights, like, uh, the women he fights on the, uh, on the snow planet, or he doesn't even fight them, they're like... They, they're stealing. He tries to get the, find one of the girls, and he has figured out that she hides with them. So when they they steal, when they steal, and he tries to like avoid them, and then try to follow them to the base, but they discover him, and they start attacking him, and he kind of just like shrugs it off, like Nah, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about you. <laughs> like you're no match for me. Uh, so he still got, he still got that, but you know, okay, with uh, more, more of a nasally voice. I do like I do like uh, Space Adventure Cobra. I've only seen sporadic episodes. I even have the whole series on a uh, DVD. Um, yeah, the series is really good. I'd say like yeah. I'd say you. I mean, I'm not going to tell people not to watch the movie because again, it is an alternate story. Technically, it's the same story, but it's different. Yeah, uh, it sounds to me like um, how it, okay. The the best I can compare it to, I guess, would be the Dirty Pair series to the like OVAs or the movies they're yeah. they're yeah something like they're that self-contained stories um more or less so mm -hmm. well, that's yeah. good to hear i was hope i was hoping uh the cobra movie would be pretty good so yeah i mean sadly i don't think it's as good as the series i think it's slightly weaker but it's fine it's an interesting watch so yeah, fair enough that's all that matters really and yeah. uh yeah and the other movie I watched from uh, 1983 is uh, Golgo 13. Hell yeah. <laughs> now that's an action movie right there. Now go play uh, the NES game. <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is just straight up action. Golgo 13, he is an assassin, a killer for hire, and he uh, basically just goes around killing people. Uh, the synopsis on Miles is after an assassinating the son of business tycoon Leonard Dawson. Golgo thirteen oh, finds himself Leonard prey Dawson. to the what an asshole. <laughs> Golgo thirteen finds himself prey to the CIA and the U.S. Army, whom Dawson has personally hired to kill the assassin. Uh, welcome to yeah, his dad. Yeah. Uh, it's go, it's uh, as Golgo days 13. pass by, <laughs> as pa days pass by, Dawson slowly loses his sanity as he continues to plot every attempt to kill Golgo thirteen, even without caring about who hired the assassin. Uh, to kill his son. Uh, that wow, that is a very bad synopsis. But yes, uh, it's basically about you know. I'm telling you, man, you got to read those Anime Planet synopses, synopses. Nah, nah. Synopsi or synopses? Zis. Ooh, 
See? Sure. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. I go with the first instinct. <laughs> nah. But anyways, what essentially what it is, is it follows Golgo 13 as he kills some people, and then people <clears> come <throat> to kill him, and then he kills them instead because he's badass, and then he sleeps <laughs> with a bunch of women. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, this one is for you. He sleeps with a bunch of women. Uh, Shit, he, sleep, he sleeps with a woman in the NES game. He sleeps with women all the time. Yeah, <laughs> we we um we covered that game on the um the retro gaming episode. Uh, old <laughs> retro games with sex scenes, basically. Of course, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really sleep. funny. <laughs> he even sleeps with one of his targets and then kills them after. Uh, so you know, nice. That's a, a real man. Let me tell you, he's a he's a very classy <laughs> man. Yep, and uh, yeah, essentially uh, Dawson ends up trying to kill him, and he is just doing everything. He is using all of his wealth because he's obviously a very wealthy man and he just wants him dead. Hires a bunch of dangerous people, a bunch of other assassins, gets the US uh, army involved, gets everyone involved and no one can stop Golgo 13. Not even the very, very, very bad, I mean fantastic CG <laughs> helicopters. Um, yes! Oh my <laughs> god, it's, notor- it's notorious. It has such a reputation. <laughs> uh, it sure does. Yeah. Nah, it's it was it's definitely one of the earliest examples of CG in anime. And, I think uh, it was the first. I think we dis- we discussed that because I remember reading it was it was one of the pioneers of CG in anime. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny, right? Because you look at you look at Golgo thirteen now, and then you remember that this blew people away. Not necessarily because they thought it was fantastically amazing looking, but this was the first example of CG in anime. And then you know, as what happens to everything. A couple of <laughs> years later, Akira comes out, and people look at that, and they just go like, yeah, fuck Ogo 13. Ogo <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13 looks bad, and the CG... It, it makes sense that it was in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, nah, it's, but it is, it is for fun. It's just, it's just a, you know, action series. People die, people get killed, and eventually... It turns out that the truth behind who... Do people die when they get killed? People do die when they get killed. Some people don't <laughs> die right. when they get killed, but then you just gotta kill them even harder, and then they die. You gotta so, kill uh, them harder. <laughs> yep. That's, that's the golden rule. If they don't die if they don't die the first time you kill them, kill them harder. Mm. So, yeah. And Golgo 13, eventually... Eventually, the truth is, re- truth is revealed behind why Leonard Dawson was killed by Golgo 13... And then his dad kills himself because he's like, I can't win. <laughs> the end. Tisk, tisk, tisk. The end. <laughs> yep. And that later spawned another movie and a TV series. <laughs> so what's um what's next on your little movie quest? Oh, yeah. I don't even have the movie list open. God damn it. Uh, like I said, I have only been watching like two, uh, two movies in these two weeks. I didn't really get time to watch. That's fine. Uh, any, I've been uh, I've been binging through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure myself. Yeah, I did that a while ago. Let's yeah. see. Up next is uh, oh, it's Barefoot Gen. Ooh, get some tissue, get some tissues and uh, and some ice cream. <laughs> oh. Tissues and ice cream. Okay, I, that, that yeah. thankfully didn't go where I thought it would go. Was going to go, but all right. Yeah, sure. where did you I, think it was get going? Some tissues and some lube. <laughs> <laughs> have a great time. That's, that's the other variant. Oh, or, <laughs> orphan children. Mm. Hey, <laughs> I've never seen Barefoot again. I don't know what it's about. Oh, it is uh, sad. Okay, Tori. Yeah, it's a sad story. And after really that, good. and uh, yeah, and after that is Nosca. 
Nashka. I love Nashka. Yeah, there's a whole lot of Ghibli movies on this list because, of course, there is. <laughs> you're in, you're in for some good times there. But yeah, like like I said, I've been binging through JoJo. I finished Stardust Crusaders, and I'm on Diamonds. Is Unbreakable? Are Diamond unbreak- is ah, Unbreakable. Like Diamond Diamond is Unbreakable. Diamond is not Crash. Diamond. Um. Diamond wa kudaranai. I really. I really enjoyed Stardust Crusade. I still like the original, like, 24 episodes or however many that was uh, the most easily. You know, with the Pillar Man and... Battle Tendency? You know, the backstory of Dio. <laughs> Stardust Crusaders was just a lot of fun. It, uh, Stardust Crusaders is too repetitive for me. Yeah, it, it did reach that point for sure. Um, and then the, prob- the biggest problem as well is that, you know, it's two seasons... Of like 26 episodes. And honestly, yeah. a lot of that first season I could have done without. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just that adventure. Um, but, uh, what's his face? Uh, Joseph, yeah, Joseph Joestar. Like, he is the show. Without yeah. without him, because um, Josuke is such a deadpan character. He, he just stands there more majority of the time. And he's just that OP... Uh, fighting character as my cat uh, <laughs> knocks the mic around, um, and then I started Diamond is Unbreakable, and like I, I just got to the point where Joseph comes back, and now he's like basically senile. Yeah, I, I don't like it. that at all. Oh, I love that. I think that is a really good touch. Remember, <sighs> like this show. Remember, people in this new universe. First off, so far everyone has died. <laughs> sure. Everyone in the Joestar family line has died. He's the first one that didn't. And it's kind of like, oh, he's coming back. And then it turns out that, you know, he's old. Very old. And time has not done kindly to him. Yeah. But it is, it's a nice thing because it just showed that, like, at the end of the day, there's still people. Yeah, sure, they're fucking muscly ass dudes. <laughs> they're bulky dudes with hamon and stance and fucking everything. But. They're people. They too can... Age can do their do away with their abilities too. And even though his abilities are yeah, gone... Maybe it's just because it's sad to see. And I got so... I'm so invested into, into Joseph. Uh, but uh, Josuke... Josuke's still there. He's as deadpan as ever. Um, and then... Uh, Josuke's good. What's, what's the... Who's the new one called again? Uh, Josuke. Kujo. Is it Josuke? Yeah. Jotaro. Is the new one Kujo Jotaro? Joseph Jot, uh, Jotaro. Jotaro. Well, they're old. Oh, am I, I, yeah. am I mixing those two names up? Yes, you are. I always I, do I, it. Yeah, okay. I didn't want All to right, interrupt man. you, so I, I just let you go. Okay. Well, thanks, Eki. It's fine. Uh, either either way. Um, other than it's uh, then it's Jotaro. That's he's the deadpan, and Josuke is uh, he's much better. He's much better. I, I like. I like Josuke much more. So, I uh, hope to finish that and then start part five soon enough. It's kind of the goal. I, sk- I skipped around on my on my quest to get certain things out of the way over others. Uh, oh my god, cat! Make up your mind. He's jumping all over the place. All right. Well, uh, we're 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 rambling here. Let's let's move on. I'm gonna play a drop. And we can go into our moving bar, and <laughs> I can, I'll explain in a second why we're uh, why we're doing that now. <laughs> All 
Alrighty, so moving bar outlook. As we do, uh, we're spo- we usually do this at the start of every season, but we kind of forgot about it, where these are new shows we want to highlight that we can possibly uh, review for the show. And that's how, it, and the the rule is, a show is up for review once it's uh, 15 years to today's date. And we're going over fall 2003. And uh, we each pick a show to highlight, and then... Just kind of discuss if we want to do it or not, and if you, any of you in the audience or those listening at home uh, want us to review them, just let us know via Twitter at BowlingJD. You can bug Tori and Hickey on their Twitter uh, or Ridley Fretrocast, Instagram, anything anything you want, anything to uh, talk to us about. So <clears throat> um, the, two, the two standout shows from fall 2003 are definitely Full Metal Alchemist, the original series. And Tokyo Godfather's the movie, which is uh, Satoshi Kon, which we have discussed um, on the show already in the yeah. Sato- Satoshi Kon episode. Yeah. Um, everyone's seen Full Metal Alchemist here, right? Yes. Nope. The original. Nope. No, Tori. Nope. I watched the first twenty episodes and then I stopped. Oh. Any particular reason or? Yeah, I was just getting. I was just getting into anime. I watched twenty episodes and then I realized that this show was long. And I was like, I want to see what else this medium has to offer. So I was like, I'm going to put this on hold for now, and then I'll get back to it later. And uh, here oh. we are. I didn't get back to it later. <laughs> <laughs> here we are, years later. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I literally, I remember, like, it was like a year or something later. I was just looking up stuff, and I heard people talking about it, and I was just like, that was a show I was supposed to get back to. <laughs> uh, well, well, how about that? I'll probably get to it some at some point. I say now, it won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Tori, um, what's your what's your show you want to highlight from Fall 2003? All right, I am highlighting the best show from Fall 2003. I know because I'm an expert. I'm highlighting so, a show that I've actually talked about on this podcast before, and it's called uh, Planet S or Planets or whatever the Planet fuck the S. Greek want to call it. Um. So yeah, it's basically about, like I said, I've talked about this on uh, the podcast before, it's basically about garbage collectors in space, because everything is way cooler when it's in space. Obviously. And uh, yeah, what they do is, it's a bunch of people, they are essentially working as like debris haulers, so they, they're basically like, whenever there's debris, they have to go out and collect it, because, you know, we humans, we pollute and... Uh, all that shit, and uh, with debris in space, that can be dangerous because it can fall down and hit Earth and cause damage. So, in order mm-hmm. to stop that from happening, somebody needs to collect that. And Damn you know, right. it's basically all the—it's <laughs> basically just about the characters and all the trouble that they go through, all the corporate shit with people who are looking to maximize profit and don't really care about the the debris. You know, basically, it's basically about people who work like the worst job in the world, the one where everyone looks down at you like. Pfft, your job isn't important, but technically it is very important. Every job's important. Yeah. I mean, you make fun of you make fun of garbage men in general, and you're like, well, I mean, if they don't pick up your trash... <laughs> I would never make fun of garbage men, because they make a lot of money. Uh, surprisingly, they do, yeah. <laughs> These guys do not make a lot of money at all. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not exactly the same, but yeah, no, it's... It's a very nice. It's a very nice show. Like I, I really enjoyed it. A bit of the characters can. I can see people getting a bit put off by the characters 
Especially uh, Aitana, I really the, need uh, to watch the main female show. character. She is kind of... She is very... How do I put it? Her, well, her name is I, And she, she really represents that. She is all about love. And she can be a bit of a mouthful with the like, Oh, but there's... Oh, you don't even write a proper will. Because, you know, they, they need to write wills mm-hmm. before they go out. Because they can die uh, on sure. their job. And she, she gets mad at one of her co-workers because he doesn't write a proper will. There's no love in it. There's no... And he's just like, give, give me a rest. I don't care about my family. I don't talk to my family anymore. <laughs> and she's just like, that is so sad. Where is your love? So I can see people being a bit, you know, put off by her as I definitely was at first. She is one of those where you kind of just, you sit down and listen to her talk and you're like, okay, I, I really want to slap you now. Like, just shut your <laughs> mouth, please. <laughs> but she does improve over time she is she is written to be idealistic because that's her personality she is an idealistic person she thinks everything should be about love and she doesn't understand why people don't won't just follow these simple guidelines of love and care <laughs> yeah I really need to watch the show I, I it's it's one I've just been putting off for so long um but now we can cover it on the podcast, so... Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Like I said, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a good... It's a good... And like I said, everything is cooler when it's in space, so... <laughs> it's got that going. <laughs> so, Hickey. Yes. You have an interesting show you want to highlight here from fall 2003. I do. And it's not Avenger. It is not Avenger. Because Avenger is shit. <laughs> and I dropped that thing. And it gave sure it a- is. Three, because... Uh, 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 I finished it. Uh, ah. No, no. Uh. Avenger is a pointless, pointless show you shouldn't watch. Uh. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> the only reason why I watched it was because me and Hickey was arguing about which one was worse. Rio Rainbow Gate and Avenger. And he said yeah. Avenger, I said Rio Rainbow Gate. So I said, fine. You watch my show, I watch your show. Yeah, and he hasn't watched my show. I'm on ep- I'm at I episode six. <laughs> I'm at episode six. I will finish. Oh. Tomorrow, I finished mine long ago. Uh, well, yeah, because you know you you're not trying to become a lawyer, so exactly, I win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Icky. Talk about your show. <laughs> sure, my show is called Gunslinger Gross. It's a show by Madhouse, uh, old Madhouse, which means it, it was good, and it was at that time where Madhouse didn't do continuations. So it has a second okay. season, but it's a different studio, different. Animators, different voice actresses. Uh, it oh. it tells the story of a Euro, uh, an European intelligent uh, intelligence officer, which uses little girls as like cyborg little girls to fight against organized crime and terrorism. Uh, basically, what they do is they go around uh, looking up for girls who. Who were victims of violence, extreme violence, and they don't have any will to live anymore. Uh, they put cyborg implants on them because, for some reason, it is the the younger body of and female bodies they accept more. Like they have a higher acceptance rate of those implants, and they are signed with a partner, which they call a brother, and they go in missions. Uh, most of them secret, secret missions, and you have. A lot of gunfight, a lot of action, and a nice drama from time to time. Really cool anime, actually. Uh, it was inspired by an, a hentai manga. 
but you know, someone told the 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 author he had something good in his hand, so he decided to cut off all the lolicon shit and do a proper manga. And here we are. <laughs> also, one of the best openings of 2003, "The Light Before We Land" in English. That that is just too great. I don't know, man. The Planet S opening is pretty good. I said one off. I didn't say the best. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I can agree with you. I have this one example. Be <laughs> <laughs> great. I recommend, and uh... we will. We will. Reveal Gunslinger Grove because it is just too great. <laughs> Be interesting to cover. Alrighty, uh, Tori, have you seen Gunslinger Girl? I sure haven't. I've heard people talk about it forever. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty, so you on to me. Now nah, let's get my me. show. Yes, let's skip me. Uh, my show is also a Madhouse one, because in this time frame, Madhouse pretty much did everything. <laughs> uh, this one's called Gungrave. Um, some video ga- uh, based on a video game anime, so hoo-hoo. I'm such a um, trend, will you? Yeah, well. <laughs> F- uh, it follows two guys uh, called Brandon Heat and Harry McDowell, and uh, they end up joining essentially the Mafia... And they work their way up until taking over, and it all focuses on uh, one of them betraying another, and uh, the other guy gets, like, reanimated uh, to an extent. And that's where the that's where the show gets pretty wild. Um, but the first half uh, focused on their rise through the Mafia up until that eventual betrayal, because you do see that coming. You're, you're told right away. Um that's where the show hi- uh, is is very good. So, um, yeah, there's not much else to say about it. A lot of gun battles, a lot of cool action. Mafia stuff's fun. But definitely is it in one space? of these. It is not in space, so it's oh, not, no, it's not great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Spans twenty six episodes. Uh, not much else to say about that. There. Yeah, I mean it's Gungrave. Um, yeah, that's the moving bar. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch was... it again. The grave, it, it is fun. It was fun for a little while. Uh, when it gets to the future stuff, that's when I—that's when it lost me. <laughs> Should have gone into space. Should have gone. Should have gone into space. That's clearly what it was missing. Yeah, if it was if it was by trigger, yeah. would have ended up in space. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> this is what separates Gungrave from uh, Cowboy Bebop. The space. <laughs> the lack of space. Yeah. The lack of space. Yeah. It could have been great, but no space. Oh man. <clears throat> Alrighty. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. As I play another drop, nice and quick. Okay, <clears throat> so I thought about this, and Tori, uh, yeah, you have a you're you're plugging you're um you're chugging along in the YouTube channel that you're making, making some videos. What are uh, what are you working on here? Uh, well, what, right what, now, what, is, what has come out? What are you working on? Uh, uh, so far I've only put out three videos. I've put out a video about uh, Megalobox. I put out a video about what I'm watching and uh, this season, and I put out a video. I like kind of just. 
talking about uh, Japanese horror and uh, horror anime and yeah, whatnot. And for the next video, I'm working on a kind of like top five for uh, as kind of serves as a promo for the podcast as well. Uh, as just you know, top five retro anime that we have covered on the podcast according to the hosts. Yeah. Uh, so when you sprued the uh, sprued. That, that's not a word. When you put up the idea, uh, I, Hickey and I were both uh, fully behind you, and that gave, when I thought about it, uh, how can we incorporate it into the podcast, um, I came up with the topic, uh, top three retro anime you would recommend to new anime fans. So mm-hmm. um, we, each, uh, we each came up with three, so nine anime, hopefully, hopefully nine. <laughs> hopefully we all came up with three different ones. Uh, so let's do our first one, and we'll start with you, Tori. All right. Uh, the first one that I want to, uh, I mean, it's always hard to recommend old anime to new viewers. <laughs> that's that's, just, that's why uh, I took a lot of th- lot of thought. I took a lot of thought. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I basically <laughs> just went with shows that I think are worth watching, mm-hmm. uh, and I think people should check out. And the first one is the first podcast we ever did. Ashton Joe. It is a just legendary sports uh, sport anime and just all around fantastic anime. It's obviously hard for people to watch due to visuals and limited animation, but it is just an absolutely fantastic story, and uh, you'll see the gr- and it shows the groundwork of a lot of sports anime in the future. Also directed by Osamu Dasaki. <laughs> like I said, he did uh, everything, everything in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> He had a hand in everything, like Ashtano Joe, Aim for the Ace, uh, Rosa Versailles, <laughs> a lot of stuff. But anyways, yeah, no, it's just, it's a fantastic uh, Ashtano Joe. And if you have, I mean, obviously new anime, uh, new uh, fans, but if you've ever seen Hajime no Ippo, you'll know that Hajime no Ippo has a lot of references to Ashtano Joe. I said it's highly inspired by it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that uh, affected a, an entire country. It's um, there's a whole culture behind it, uh, behind yeah. the character Joe, uh, and it's yeah, like you said, it's our it was our first anime podcast episode we ever did. Um, means a, means a lot, means a lot to yeah. us as the hosts. I wasn't there, so, so I don't care. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Shitty old anime. Well, I was I was there for like <laughs> thirty minutes or so. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's okay. Simpler times. Simpler a year time. and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you better. Uh. All right, uh, Hickey. What is your first show? Yeah, my first show. Uh, it's something I would recommend for a newer fan, especially because of the story behind it. Uh, the group behind it, the story of the group behind it, which they are kind of important for manga and anime culture in general, which is Clump. Mm-hmm. And the anime I have first is Chobits. Uh, Chobits, it tells the story of this... Chobits? Chobits, yes. Really cool anime. Uh, hmm. I'll explain a little bit. Uh, it tells the story of this world where the computers... The PCs we have home, which in Japan they call it Pasokon because abbreviation is fun. 
they have the format of a Android. So when you buy a computer, you don't buy that cabinet. You buy an actual mm-hmm. doll and it follows you around. And, and how stuff. do you turn these dolls on? <laughs> they have switches. But uh, let me let me just just <laughs> usually they are not in erotical places except for the the main Android of the show for some reason because it's clamp. And where is the uh, button exactly? Can you point? Uh, can you show us on the doll where the button is? <laughs> I I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we 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 follow a guy called Hideki, and he wants a pasacon. Uh, one day he's going home and he finds he finds a a doll a pasacon on the trash. So and and it is very creepy because it looks like a person. So you know it it looks like a corpse throwing the trash. So what he does is he carries her home and he's like, "There's no power on button until he." He do, he does what everyone would do with that with a pasacon. Let's be honest. And he turns uh-huh. he turns her on, uh, but she can't speak. The only thing she can say is Chi. So her name becomes Chi, and we follow the adventures of uh, Hideki and Chi. You you have a a backstory and a a secondary story behind how Chi went to the garbage and who she is and what she does. Very interesting. Uh, I would recommend that for a newer fan because, first of all, it is not a shonen, but also not a shoujo. It's in that mm-hmm. time period in, in the 2000s where you had the, the change between moi and like very defined groups of anime. So uh, it, it doesn't follow up the shonen, it doesn't follow the jose, it doesn't follow the shonen, but it's a mix of them. You have a little bit of erotism. Uh, it is a it is an itchy, so you have a little bit of that with a guy falling in love. It's a little with bit the, of itchy, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. with a guy falling uh, falling in love with the robot and all the things. It is also a clump show, and one of the best, in my opinion. Uh, clump was responsible for Sakura Cat Captor, or uh, what is the name of the other one? Oh, I forgot. No, a bunch of XXX Holic and. Kobato, a, a lot of good shows. Blood Sea, yeah. A bunch of good shows from the, the beginning of the 2000s. They are definitely part of the, the anime culture. And one, this one is a good one to start, especially with a more shoujo-esque anime. And with a light, itchy show. Definitely recommend for a new fan. Also, it was one of the first ones I've watched and I watched it in 240p quality. It was just the best. In 2003, 2004, something like that. Just the best. Downloading in each episode, it, it, it took like half a day to download 30 megas of episode. It was just, it was the, it were the times. The golden age of internet. Uh. Alrighty. Well, my first one uh, is Anne of Green Gables, and it's a it's an anime from the seventies. Uh, uh, masterpiece theater. Um, we covered it on the podcast. One of my 
favorite shows we've reviewed on the podcast. Uh, and it, ha- it just has that down-to-earth, real-life uh, story and feeling to it. Um, you really get invested in all the all the characters and and the you you start feeling a part of the family involved. It's it doesn't fall into the anime tropes. So for a new fan, uh, it's something like even your parents would be able to. I, I I really do. I think your parents would even be able to watch this with you. Uh, well, that's in Japanese. Well, in Japanese, indeed. Uh... Uh, definitely need subtitles. <laughs> well, yeah. So, this uh, it's the only show on the podcast uh, that I hadn't seen prior that I've given a 10 out of 10. I definitely recommend that episode. I recommend the show. I think it's for everybody uh, wholeheartedly. And um, I'll say, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Thank you, Tori, for the recommendation. You're welcome. <laughs> it's also a good show because it's from a classical book. So if you finish the show and you want to see more of Ain, uh, you don't need to go out and look for translations of light novels or shit like that. <laughs> you just need to go to a bookstore and ask if they have the, the Ain of Green Gables or the Ain of what's the, what's the other one? The other, ci- uh, the other city? She goes to in college. Oh, because I don't it, remember it, the name. Yeah, because it's the name of one, uh, yeah. one of the books. So you can ask for the Anne of Green Gables collection, and they will give it to you, uh, so you can finish the story by yourself. Reading classical books, which is always good, instead of light novel shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and if you're from canada you know i'm sure you're sick of the story yeah <laughs> if you're from canada you can just you can just go to to prince what's the name of the island prince prince edward island yeah, yeah. prince edward island yeah. and they have a and the actual green gables there so you can visit the, uh, the museum <laughs> yeah one of the all uh one of the two um provinces i haven't been in in the entire country so um <clears throat> yeah, an anime Adam, Adam Green Gables. Just uh, excuse me, Tori. You gotta go on an anime pilgrimage, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I will, I will make it there someday. It's on my bucket list. Um, it's on my so, bucket list. Yeah, and of just following Anne and her story. Uh, you know, going from orf, uh, going for an orphan girl to being adopted, and then just slowly becoming part of the family and growing up. It's such a good story. Such a good anime. Uh, great artwork, great music, just everything. Just no complaints about it at all. Just fantastic oh. stuff. Indeed. So, Tori, Me. what is your second one? My second one is another one we've covered on the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I see a theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this one's pretty good. Uh, it's called Space Battleship Yamato. Ooh, I thought about putting that on mine, but I changed my mind. So did I. Uh, I also I thought about it. Space Battleship Yamato is just... It's a nice little uh, space opera. Like, you're into fucking... I, uh, I, like I feel like I'm becoming the fucking space guy. Like, the sci-fi guy. No. Kind of oh, look at that. Really, I'm not really that big on sci-fi. No. Give, give it two <laughs> weeks and then Tori will just come to voice and I'm like, Guys, Gundam is great. <laughs> I was wrong. This whoa, whoa. I, I love mecha anime. I said sci-fi. I love, I love mecha anime. I love space and I love everything about it. So I said sci-fi, Gundam. not mecha. Relax. But, but, but Those Gundam are not is on the space. Same. 
but Gundam is sci-fi on space with mecha. Which oh, I know it is, but it's a mecha. God. There are certain things I'm willing to accept and certain things I'm not willing to accept. So yes, Space Stop Fellowship Yoko is not Muslim a mecha. They do not have giant robots. No, they have <laughs> giant World War II battleship. <laughs> giant space battleship based on World War II. A World War II, World War II, yeah. II fire ship. Uh, so yeah. Now it's basically about this group of people. They're going, setting off to a planet Many, many, what was it, like fucking 300,000 light years or something like that away from Earth to in order to save Earth from destruction by the Garmalas who are throwing meteors at, uh, at their planet and destroying it. So it's basically about their quest to go there and get rid of the poison gas that's destroying the Earth or go there and get this thing that can destroy, get rid of the poison gas that uh, Space is destroying the Earth and people. <laughs> And then go back. And on their way, they have to obviously fight Gar- uh, the Garmalas uh, warriors they come across. And uh, while as also, you know, being pressed for time. It's just it's just a nice little, you know, space adventure. It's I enjoy it quite a lot. Personally, though, I would say if it doesn't... It, it, is, it does have these, uh, you know, Leiji Matsumoto designs. And uh, as famous as he is, I do understand that a lot of people don't like them. They're a bit different, <laughs> but oh, I love I love Leiji Matsumoto. I would love to do a um like a like a uh, highlight on the guy in a future yeah. episode. I was th- that that's been that's been in my mind for a little while. Yeah, nah, but that's like so I understand. But even then, like, and here's kind of the good part, and this is what tipped it for me. Even if you look at it and you go, well, I don't know if I could actually if I would be able to get by the '70s anime. Which, by the way, in case you're wondering, the '70s anime does actually look pretty good. And the animation is pretty smooth. But if for some reason you still say, no, but I I can't. Here's good news. Because Space Battleship Yamato 2199, a 2012 OVA by Sebek, also exists. And it fixes fixes some parts of the story, or at least adds more meaning to it. And uh, then, you know, it's just, it's, it's really fucking good. It's the same story. It's kind of different. But it's the same story, and if I had to pick, I do prefer 2199 a little bit more than the original, but the original is still pretty good. But again, if you can't, you have 2199, and the sequel that is coming out now, 2202. Is it airing now? Yes. Oh. I'm, it might It might have finished. It's, like <laughs> a, it's another OVA. I'm not sure how far they are. I'm not even sure how many episodes there will be, but I think they're past, like, 12 or 14 episodes or something. Maybe 16 even. So. Oh, I need to get on that. I'm planning. I'm waiting for it to finish. Then I'll get on. Then I'll get on it. Yeah, that's probably the smarter idea. Alrighty. Um, yeah, everything you said, Tori. I, uh, I 100% back it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> there's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I, I never thought for, uh, for a second that it would be released in the West <laughs> on DVD. I had actually <laughs> uh, contacted my, my European, um, like, I won't say bootleg thing, but he just, he just rips things and puts them in like, a DVD case. <laughs> I wouldn't I call it a bootleg. Well, I wouldn't call it a bootleg, but <laughs> that's what, that's what he, that's what he, he, he's done that for me for a number, a number of shows. And it's even got like German subtitles for me. Um, it's, he did it's, that for the show. And then like two years later, 
It's a f- <laughs> it was it's being released on Funimation. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a from fans oh, well. to fans DVD. It's not a bootleg. Yeah, like he didn't sell it to me or anything. So <laughs> he didn't sell it to me. I just paid him. <laughs> I just paid for the shipping. That was it. <laughs> nah. All right, Hickey. What is your second one you would recommend? My second one, a sensei. Ah, Saint Seiya. Yeah, really? Saint Seiya. Really, because it's an awesome series. What the fuck, JD? Uh, Saint Seiya. Uh, just, just shocked me, man. What? I'm Brazilian. Every Brazilian loves Saint Seiya. That's the, that's the rule. He's right. Uh, well, I remember us talking about the uh, homoeroticism in the show. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of that. Uh, but there's a lot. I definitely want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me heal my let me let me heat you with the with the warmth of my body. Uh, yeah, that's that scene is just no matter the language, that thing is always very gay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm being I'm being sincere here. Uh, it, Sensei uh, tells the story of the warriors of Athena. Uh, they are a group of young men who are chosen to fight to protect Athena. And every generation, a new Athena is chosen and new warriors are chosen. So this one, we are looking at the adventures of Seiya, the warrior of Pegasus. And his, his foes as he tries to defend Athena. It goes... It went from 1986 to 1989. Uh, in Brazil, it got a bunch of re-airs until 2004, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so that's why I, I saw it. I saw it as, as when I was a kid, and it's just awesome. The, the attacks, the the energy, the energy of the show, uh, the animation is quite good for for a, a 114 episode show. Uh, you have very serious mm-hmm. stuff, some homoerotic stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's got something for everybody. <laughs> but like you, you got main characters dying and losing eyes, uh, being resurrecting, being resurrected, going to hell, fighting in hell, going, coming back. It's just a mess. It is one of the best shonen there is out there, uh, especially big shonen prior. The mm-hmm. whole trinity of Shonen, which is from 1999 with One Piece and Naruto. So definitely, definitely a watch. It's very fun. Uh, the characters are very interesting. Most of them, all of them, uh, all of them have a kind of internal conflict. And usually the the way they do stuff and how they they make choices, they are very based so, you know, you don't have that feeling of this doesn't make sense, why this character is doing that. Uh, they are usually well built. So you, you never feel like they just having ideas out of the blue and executing it. Everything is very based and very interesting to watch. And that's why you should watch it. It's on my want to watch list, that's for sure. And I, I, I eventually think, want to cover I think the show on, on the podcast. Yeah, I think it's on the review list. I'm pretty sure it's awesome. on the review list. Like, the that. first 25, 26 episodes. It's there. Eh, we should definitely take that off the list. Oh, wow, <laughs> that was a recommendation, by the way. Oh, 
well sucks to that person <laughs> well then uh, so moving on JD please <laughs> Uh yeah all right uh I'll 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 move this along I also picked another uh, show from the eighties um something we haven't discussed on the podcast yet uh, through various means but it is Super Dimension Fortress Macross uh and I I picked this for I want I wanted to get one from each uh each decade basically 70s, 80s, 90s, so I'll kind of hint to what my third pick is. But uh, Macross, uh, I picked this for the alien, the space battles. Obviously, because it's in space, that means it's better. <laughs> That's true. We, right. yeah. uh, and it's it's got simple enough, uh, like pl- be it plot twists, character twists, uh, in the show for everyone to follow. It's got your uh, your idol type character. It, your two nuts in space. Two nuts in right? space. <laughs> And the uh, the the story it, it was one of the earliest examples, at least that I can remember uh, watching, where I was engrossed with the like. I watched Yamato, and then later I watched Macross. And as I was watching a lot of these old shows, when I when I came across Macross, I was like, "Wow, this is really really good." And I think if you're if you're the type of new fan that whether you, you know you don't get enough mecha in your life or you wish uh, kind of the space opera would come back or you want more action that isn't the the uh, the the jokey shonen type stuff then Macross this version of Macross is definitely uh, why I would recommend to those types of fans. Yeah, I disagree a little um, bit, but yeah basically that <clears throat> so I, I you know the the show has definitely evolved over the decades to it doesn't yeah. even look mm. even remotely the same anymore the first one <laughs> looks like the the best one just going by poster uh what i said i i disagree is just like the first part of macros uh they are kind of mm-hmm. lost because they try to be like a copy of a bunch of stuff together. They just meshed. Yeah. They were like the Black Clover of mecha anime. So like you see I mean, Transformers and, and and Gundam and well, like some, some kind of still weird... kind of... Some kind of weird yeah. comedy in the middle. But like after a certain event, the show kind of finds it its way. And it gets very yeah. good. That's kind of the thing, though, with Macross, because like Macross has always been a uh, something that's not entirely certain of its own identity. When it started out, it started out with this general idea that it was going to be like a space mecha thing, kind of like there wasn't really like they had a lot of like basic ideas without like or like a basic premise without any sort of proper idea of where it was going to go, and then it evolves and then idols and then. Things, no, I don't. But like, it's not even because what it what like, it is. Yeah, and then they yeah, decided to make more. The they were like, "Can we can we do more of this?" And they were like, "Well, people like the idol part." And they were like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they like yeah. that whole singing part." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there wasn't really a lot of idea behind it at first. Well, I mean, the, the, what what makes it even more interesting? Um, so we're definitely going to cover this on a podcast episode, but definitely that that time frame it came out in when Super Robot was still the thing. And Gundam hadn't quite take taken off yet, uh, and that's that's where that whole beginning part comes in. So, um, alrighty, 
Moving right along. Tori, what is your third and final retro anime you would recommend to new anime fans? Well, my third and final one is quite different from any of the other ones I've said so far. It is nothing like them at all. Mm-hmm. This one was not covered on the podcast. All right. And uh, it is set in space. Oh, my God. Set in space, God. damn right, man. My, oh, my God. Oh, my. I'm sorry, I didn't. I know. I didn't have any water to do that kind of voice. <laughs> uh, it's actually, it's another Leiji Masumoto work. And it's oh, the yeah. Galaxy Express, Express 39. Yes. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> I knew <yes>. it. <laughs> There's only now, one the other first... show of Leiji Matsumoto I know, and it's on the the Wild West. So <laughs> it, it couldn't be. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen that one yet, but it could have been. Yeah, no, it's... The Galaxy Express 39 was this really popular, popular show back in the 80s. And uh, it... Uh, like, basically, it follows Tetsuo... A boy who loses his mother, and uh, naturally you can't have a, kids with parents. Exactly, <laughs> and then a mysterious, a mysterious woman comes to him, and she is like, "I will take you into space," <laughs> and he's like, "Well, she's pretty hot. Sure, come with me. I have a Snickers. Come with me. I have Snickers. I mean, yes, nah, metal, metal is innocent. You motherfucker. Uh, uh, yeah, nah, it's it's a pretty good, like, it's a pretty good com- uh, coming of age story. Essentially, it's about a boy growing up. Um, Learning to see the world, essentially. Although, granted, it's not the world; it's the universe and Whoa. different uh, different cultures and different planets and different people. Uh, he because in this world, you have a quite you have a large divide. You have the rich and the poor. The poor are ultra poor; they can barely feed themselves. They have, they can barely even get work. Uh, the only work they can get is shit that no one wants, uh, and they have to take their own initiative. And they usually get tortured and made fun of. And even killed by the upper people, who are people who are rich and they don't even have to work. They don't have to worry about anything because they are so rich that they have gotten rid of their human bodies and they are now uh, machines. So they got rid of their bodies. They are immortal. Well, I say immortal. They can die, just not through age. So would you uh, put your brain in a robot body? No, and that's kind of the theme of Galaxy Express because <laughs> Tetsuo and his mother they want to go. <laughs> They, they want to go and get robot bodies. That's why they're trying to get on the Galaxy Express. Uh, the Galaxy Express, this legendary train that will take them to uh, the planet they need to go to get their uh, their mechanical body and then uh, live happy ever after. And But obviously, this mother dies. And uh, no, it's not spoilers. It literally is one of the first scenes in episode one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he... Uh, he goes with metal instead, and on the way he learns a lot about different cultures, different people, the way the world works, rights and wrongs, and kind of his ideals is challenged the whole way. Now, the series is quite quite long. It's 113 episodes. That's quite a lot. Uh, thankfully, if you're not willing to invest that much time, there is a recap movie that just does the trick very well. Yeah. I think it does it well go, enough for yeah, what it is. It can you can definitely go with that. It's an it's an option, but I would still recommend people to watch the series. I for one, I know not everybody likes it, and but I for one like the series quite a lot. I really like that. So yes, I've heard people say, "Oh, he's kind of dumb." Well, yeah, but he's a kid. <laughs> <It's kind laughs> of, his thing is that, like you know, you tell him not to do something. Well, you bet your ass he's gonna fucking do it. 
Ted, you can tell him what to do. <laughs> Tori, don't go out into the woods after dark. I want to go out in the woods after dark. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you do to a kid is tell them something they can't do. I mean, I'm going to do that. Always got to do exciting. reverse psychology. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's just Tetsuo learning about life, learning about himself, learning what it's like to grow up, learning what it's like to fall in love for the first time because everyone falls in love with metal. And I mean, why wouldn't they? Metal's pretty hot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just a really good ep- a really good show. And despite being 113 episodes long, it didn't feel like it to me. Alrighty, <clears throat> yeah, I quite I quite enjoyed that show. It was it was a very nice, uh, chill show with good themes mm-hmm. uh, throughout throughout the the series. Um, so naturally, because it's more or less an episodic journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode some episodes are going to be better than others, but that's okay. That's kind of par for the course. Yeah, it happens. That's like yeah. kind of they have times where they kind of repeat the same theme in certain episodes, and you know. It's, have you seen it's the, the sad part of being, movie? I've seen a lot of them. Okay, so, uh, I've seen a lot. I'm not sure entirely. I've seen, I've seen uh, Adieu, Galaxy Express for three nine. If that's the one you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one okay. I was, um, yeah, hinting at there. So, alrighty, Hickey, what is your third and final show? My third and final show was also not covered in the podcast. I got three out of no three way. not covered in the podcast. Uh, and it is Bebop High School, uh, a show we should cover, by the way, uh, because no one covers what is it. it. Called Bebop High School. Bebop High School. Yeah, the seven episode. OVA. Is it about jazz? No, it's about violence. God damn and it! School gangs and comedy. It's uh, it, called Bebop. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it is what it is. Uh, it, it follows the story of Hiroshi and Toru, the friends, and basically it's seven episodes of them uh, getting mad at people, going on fights, fighting with gangs, and trying to bang some ladies. Uh, it ranged from 1999 to 1998, uh, seven episodes. It's very cool. You don't see... No one talks about it. You, you hear the name here and there, but you don't, you don't find reviews on the internet. Oh, uh, my animalist, no one like it has two reviews on my animalist, and both of them are, both of them are sevens. But I think the the score is on at eight point twenty something. They haven't even finished the show. Both those reviews, yeah, wow, <laughs> because they they were waiting, they were waiting the the localization, I think, and the localization was like episode five when uh, came out in two thousand five, and episode six came out in two thousand nine, something like that. It was it was a nightmare, but. All seven episodes are out there, and they're very good. It is very fun. You don't find reviews anywhere, but nowadays everything is very—I don't—I don't want to say contaminated, but everything is moy. Uh, everything yeah. don't have the the mm-hmm. the crude feeling from the early '90s, especially when we talk about uh, delinquents and Bozoku, uh, Bosozoku from Japan. You don't have that anymore. It's a dying culture nowadays, especially in anime. When a dating point appears, it's just to make a joke or they're, they're just jokes. Uh, so this one kind of shows that the other side, that when the, the dating and the gangs in Japan were in the 
in the the best form. Really fun. Uh, it has that uh, great teacher Nizuka golden boy vibe. Really cool anime, Ooh. and I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy, and I I recommend. Oh, it's a new offense. Interesting. Oh, you have you have piqued my interest. Yeah. Um. It uh it doesn't even have a synopsis on Anime Planet, and I've pulled one up on my anime list, but even that synopsis is very my iffy. Anime. So it says it says <laughs> I'm just gonna read it here uh, for the audience. Um. <clears throat> For the invincible and basically happy punk lads Hiroshi and Toru, what they care about every day is to get a lot of attention from girls and to win fights against the lads from other schools. Lads. Whenever provoked... Yeah, so you know a British person wrote this. <laughs> uh, whenever, pro- whenever provoked, they just go out fighting and settle the situation no matter what it costs. Yep. So it... Yeah, each episode... It's seven episodes and each one it's says like it's 50 15 minutes. minutes. Yes. Ooh. Wow, that's long. So it's so it's like uh, uh what, what, well, like uh, you, bubblegum crisis. Yeah, you need to to understand it came out in in a span of eight years. So yeah, it I was see that one, January yeah, twenty sixth, nineteen ninety. One for years, so fifty episodes makes sense. Wow. All right. Um, I'm gonna add that to the future doc actually. Add it to the official one so we can say it too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So everyone who got interested in in Bebop High School, wait for March 2019 where we have free space (laughs) in the fucking recommendation list. It'll 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 come up. It'll come up. No one go out and make and watch you to make reviews for it. We want we have to do it first. (laughs) All righty. Okay. Uh, My third and final one. Is from the '90s. It's uh, it's a shonen anime. So no for the fan, yeah. Well, for the uh, for the shonen trash fans like myself, uh, it is Yu Yu Hakusho. <clears throat> that was pretty all right. Yeah, pretty all right. I think it's um, for for a retro anime. Uh, I don't meet a lot of people that dislike it. It's it's u- usually universally uh, enjoyed. Uh, for its for its battles, its fighting, uh, the engrossing character team involved, uh, the overarching story from uh, beginning to end, uh, they cover three totally different arcs from each other. Whether it's uh, the main character Yusuke uh, first learning his powers, to a giant tournament, because who doesn't love a tournament? And tournament then. Arc. Yeah, it's a it's a very good tournament arc, I I think. And then it, it goes the on, it goes it goes way off the rails and kind of goes to uh, a demon world, um, and they have battles there with uh, with new enemies and powers. So it the the show reinvents itself a number of times over to really uh, change things up and keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, which it, you don't get you don't get a, get that in a lot of shonen shows usually just keeps their same formula and team well i mean you sadly it didn't end (laughs) yeah you hakusho has the the basics of shonen all these uh you see yeah the structure of you hakusho repeating itself in a lot of enemies just like my hero academia and black clover um it, it was one of the first to, to have this tournament arc structure in the middle of it. And I think mm-hmm. it, I think it's considered the best tournament arc. 
It's up there. A it's lot of people there. do. I disagree. Oh, do you fine. disagree? Which one is the best one then? Oh, you know which one is the best one. <laughs> Fuck off. That Black is not, Clover. Gotcha. That, well, yeah, Black Clover. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, I don't watch Black Clover. Fuck that. I prefer the My Hero Academia tournament over the Yu Yu Hakusho tournament. I prefer, tournament yeah, no, I don't. Second. I don't feel like watching little kids beating up each other. <laughs> I do. I like it. It's pretty good. Pretty enjoyable. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I do that on a regular, anyways. I mean, what? <laughs> you beat up kids on a regular basis? <laughs> no, I watch them beat each other. Up, God, I'm not a monster, oh, okay. JD. <laughs> you know, I just throw money down. I, I usually bet on them. You know, whatever. <laughs> not a monster. <laughs> I'm not a monster, I just don't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was a super fun topic. It it, it, it flowed well. I like I liked it. Um look forward to my video on this. <laughs> yeah, and that uh all of Tor Tori's YouTube channel uh is in the description of every episode from now on. So you can Yay. find his YouTube channel much easier now. <laughs> For some reason, uh it's it's kinda difficult at times. I don't know why. Why is that, well, Tori? It's because, I mean, you can find it if you go to, like, youtube.com slash user slash X-T-R-A-P-R-O-X, which is an old name I registered with, like, way back, and for some reason I can't change it until I gain a certain amount of subscribers, and I can then put in a uh, custom URL. So, oh. I can't wait to, I can't wait to hopefully be able to do that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well... Uh, we've reached that point where it's time to go into our retro anime review. Yay! Woo-hoo. I want to live! Take me with you! Take me away from here! Okay. So, this episode, we are covering... We're going back to the 70s, boys. It is... Scientific Ninja Team Gotcha Man. <laughs> gotcha Man. Yeah. That's from Gotcha Man Crawl. It's yes. not for this one. <laughs> it, it is. It is, but for some reason that's just like, that's the fucking, that's the Gotcha Man thing. Yeah, that's it's, the it's, gotcha the, it's fucking, we, we became, <laughs> we became Pavlov dogs with Gotcha Man Crawl. <laughs> Every time we, we, we hear Gotcha Man, the first thing we need to do is just sing Gotcha Man. <laughs> Alrighty, as I'm pulling up all the uh, the my anime list and wow, you didn't do that already. Oh. Well, I've been I've been switching between things. So, uh... God, JD. All right, I got the Anime Planet one and the my anime list one up. So, uh, it came out in fall 1972 by Studio Tatsunoko Production, uh, also known as Battle of the Planets. When it came to the West in 1978, so six year uh, delay. Uh, So I have the summary. In the 21st century, the evil faction known as Galactor is set on world domination, because of course they are. And there's only one group of people who can stop it. The Science Ninja Team. (laughs) Under the guidance of Dr. Nambu and the International Science Organization, ISO. The team handles everything from taking down giant turtles to battling iron monsters, all in the name of justice! Go, go, Gachimon. Take down the evil Galactor and save the world for world peace. (laughs) Yeah! Peace. 
There we go. It is a Monster of the Week anime. Features a team of five against an evil group bent on, well, world domination. <coughs> so what did you guys think of... Uh, we covered uh, episodes 1 through 13. It, it is over 100 episodes with a number of spinoffs, OVA, etc., etc. There's even a Gachiman Crowds, which came out recently, which I guarantee more people have seen now. <laughs> yeah, it is way yeah, definitely. It's not good. It's way better. <laughs> We have one guy going, it's way better, and then the and then the other going, it's awful. <laughs> it's not awful. It's just it it doesn't make you react. Like it it, it lacks <laughs> so many things, and the characters' conflicts are so dumb, and they don't work well. And then you have this little dwarf gets something which is very irritating. Mascot, uh, yes. <sighs> It doesn't have All anything right. to do with a Gatchaman as well. But this is not the this is not the Gatchaman crowdcast, Eki. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes, fine. this is the Gatchaman ca- cast from 1972. <laughs> it's very uh, fun. I I thought of the 13 episodes I watched, they were very fun. Uh, everything is very exaggerated, and <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you pick up some. Major flaws, let's let's pull out that, like major flaws in characters, in, in stories, in behavior, but they are fun. <laughs> they were actually fun. I, I, so, you yeah, know, I, I really I, like the, uh, I really like that old fucking, like, that like, old sense of justice thing where it's uh, kind of, you know, justice makes right. I'd say that's probably the best way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, if you if you are in the justice side, you can do anything. From killing <laughs> indiscriminately people to exploding a fl- fucking nuclear reactor. <laughs> but that's fine. Bombing your own city. Bom- yeah, but don't worry, we are just trying to take out the enemy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Things would be much worse if they took over. Yeah, this is this is the problems with like the the exaggeration and problems with behavior. So like you have the bad guys and the bad guys the the behavior of the bad guys is they see got the gacha men group and they go drop your weapons and surrender. Gacha men just knocks every, everyone down and explodes the the ship with everyone inside. <laughs> It's very backwards, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite backwards. So you pick that up <laughs> quite, like, quite on the spot, but it's fine because it's fun. <laughs> it's fine because it's fun. Yeah. Well, what do you, I, know, what do you I, now understand what I, why Brazil is uh, ruled by a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I noticed uh, right away, what I picked up on was uh, it, it. It cuts to. This is this is the first like two minutes of the show. It cuts to the International Science Organization. It uh, uh something bad's happening with all of the. It, it's the giant turtle, and it's taking out all the uh, uranium. Because uh, there's always something that Galactor. You don't know it's Galactor in the first two minutes. <laughs> no, uh, of course not. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the. Galactor is always stealing all of something. In episode one, it's uranium. In another episode, it's uh, which I ha- we have to talk about the all stealing all the sugar cane in the world. <laughs> yeah, they 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 downgraded their ambitions. Over the they, yeah, they definitely downgraded their ambitions of what they wanted to steal. <laughs> I mean, they're stealing they're stealing energy sources. So 
I guess. <laughs> I guess sugar is, is one of them and then became like alien sand. So yeah, yeah, yeah the red they called it red sand, but it's not actually red sand. It's okay, so that's where I wanted to get to. Um, it cuts it, so the the uranium's all being stolen, and then it cuts to the ISO, the International Science Organization, and all of the people in the panel because they make it a point that all governments in the world have no idea who it is. They can't stop them. The technology's too advanced. They're at a loss. The ISO, the ISO goes. We have to devote devote all our resources to finding out who these people are and how to stop them. And then here comes Doctor Nambu, just going, "Well, I know who it is. It is Galactor." And they just go, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Tell us more." <laughs> Please. With no evidence or nothing. He just goes, "This is the worst organization in the world. They're okay, evil." He, What's up? He, he is justice. He is right. That's right. Therefore, he he's is always right. <laughs> and and it just so happens that he also has a team of five that that uh and they're all like orphans or some or no one of them isn't four out of the five are or or orphans and he pretty much raised them or he just took them for the from an orphanage and it's like you're joining my 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 ragtag group of of people to use all of my science stuff. To face this one, it's just like, okay, I, I guess we're in this. Let's do you it. Know, you know what's really funny about that? Do you remember when they for, tried to define what makes evil? <laughs> they said that what makes evil are people, like, or the bad people are the people who take uh, who take people and force them to fight in a war they don't, they're not even a part of. Q, oh, wasn't that the, the uh, wasn't that Jinpei who said that? The, the yeah, kid? it was Jinpei. Yep, <laughs> and uh, cue the Gachima team. A bunch of orphans <laughs> that were forced into a war they're no part of. Yeah, <laughs> really funny. It's like, well, clearly he knows what he's talking about, so. Oh, uh, it's so hilarious. Uh, I, f- I hope, I hope when the people who were making this, were writing this, they were like, should we really do this? <laughs> this is kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, no shit, Sherlock. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. I noticed a lot of the characters there. They didn't have like got the team Gotchman didn't have guns. They had like yo-yo weapons. Yo-yos, Badaran, the fucking boomerang. Yeah, yeah, and it functioned the same as the yo-yo <laughs> that everyone else had, pretty much. Only one. So I, I found that one I found had a that grappling kind of fucking gun, and the other one had the boomerang. Yeah, yeah no. they um, could fly at some point, but then the it, it didn't work a hundred percent of the Dude, time. <laughs> so. They could fly when it was convenient. Yeah. <laughs> well, they like jumped and and because of their, I guess, the suits they were wearing that gave them super well, ninja abilities. Yeah, but like, yeah, uh, they're like, is that how they? they is that how they, they only, made sense of it? They only flew when Can or Gotcha Man was like, group fly. So like when yeah. when they try in the sugarcane episode where they're like almost falling in a look it's not a lava pit but like it's a it's a melted sugar pit they could yes. they could just jump from the the tube and fly but they didn't <laughs> so like I was like you can fly why didn't you just fly out of the fucking tube no <laughs> because strategy and <laughs> And drama, I guess. <laughs> yep. Abilities so only I have, work half the time. 
Yeah. So I have uh I have the main the main cast here and and who they are. So for the audience, I'll just go through them really quick. You have all all of the um science ninja team, the team of five. They're all dressed up as birds, for reasons. <laughs> and the whole theme of Gachiman is they're they're birds. They they had they they're in a plane, a super plane <laughs> called the uh, the God Phoenix because of course it is. <laughs> And it and it Legos itself together to to make the God Phoenix. All 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 of them have the individual uh, planes themselves. So yep. you have Ken. Yeah, <laughs> you have Ken the Eagle. He's the team leader. Uh, Ken's father disappeared during a flight, becoming Red Impulse. But we don't know it's Red Red Impulse. It's, whoa whoa spoiler. whoa 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 spoiler right. <laughs> <laughs> So you have racer, we have racer X all over again. <laughs> I you know I just I gotta say I love this, but like. There's a lot of references to other stuff in here, like Speed Racer. Oh God, is yeah. One of them. Heavily. You have another one, like they fucking they love one of their special abilities, Hinotori, just a reference to Hinotori or you know Phoenix or Flamebird. Yeah, or yeah. There was there was a lot of Tezuka references <laughs> in the show. Uh, Ken did not know his father and was raised by Doctor Nambu. They they made a point to, point of that quite often. Then you have uh, Joe the Condor, who is by far the best character in the show. He's the hot-blooded, at- half-Italian, half-Japanese guy that always needs to fire the bird missiles, which is essentially the big death atomic bomb <laughs> missile. <laughs> it looked like a regular missile to me whenever they fired it, but all right. <laughs> yeah, it looks like just any other missile, but it's it's a death missile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> it never works. It never works exactly, <laughs> and they ha- they just so happen they don't have just one of them. It's not like an ace in the hole type thing. They're they're they have a whole stockpile. Of well, these I mean, it's the only weapon they have in the fucking thing, <laughs> so yeah. it's not very it's not well built. It's not a well built plane. The God Phoenix. No shit. They need all the fucking vehicles attached to even use their fucking weapon. I mean, if for, if for some reason they lose one of their vehicles in there. They're useless. They can't do anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other characters are <laughs> June, the Swan. Uh, she's your smart female character. She knows all the electronic science type stuff. Um, she's the only one that's capable of doing that. Apparently, I love. I love that. I love that fucking seventies. Like, oh, the computer genius. Well, what do we do? Well, let's open a panel. Oh, cool. Hold on. I'm gonna click the um, red button. Yeah, that's it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, logic. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, well, there was a good moment where... Um, well, I'll just talk... Here we go. Ryu the Owl. Uh, he's the dumpy, simple big dude that pilots all the aircrafts. And uh, there, his shining moment was definitely... They have to destroy... They're in one of the, one of the monsters, because that's one of the robot monsters, um, as they do. Uh, and he's... He's got like a lead pipe or something. I can't quite remember what he had, but it's he's a just hammer. banging away at it's the. It's a hammer. It's a yeah, what? it's the it's the cockroach yeah. episode with the sugar cane. Yes, and yes. he's just yeah, he's yeah, just same hitting, He's hitting a nuclear reactor with a fucking hammer. <laughs> You're like it, it's cool, guys. I got this. Don't worry about it. I was like, <laughs> you're gonna kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were gonna I kill everyone. They even tell him that too. No, they're like, I stop. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. They're I gonna kill it. everyone gotta love regardless it, of what happens. But they will die they in that situation as well. <laughs> yeah, but like, did you hear like what they say? They're like, don't do that. You're gonna kill us all with radio with radioactive fucking poisoning. I'm like, not the explosion. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The explosion <laughs> will kill you. And uh, Jung, Jung just came in and just like, it's how this is how you do. She just break. It's not breaking things that you're gonna like dis- disable this robot. So she breaks the fucking panel and <laughs> rips some some wire <laughs> and closes it. I was like, well yeah. then, I think that is also considering breaking this shit. But that's okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, for a, for for a show that that has science in its title. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't have science. a lot of logic with its science. It's really funny. Uh, uh, science. And then the Transformation. La- <laughs> um, and the, la- the last character is uh, Jim Pai. Uh, yeah, Jim Pai, the, the swallow. He's, uh, he's the tiny kid comic relief type character. Um, he just kind of like pops in every now... They always tell him to stay behind. And, he's- and then he just goes, yeah, you needed me after all, didn't you? Always. Always. <laughs> So then you have Doctor Nambu, the science the science boss of Gachaman. He um he always seems to knows everything to kickstart every episode. Uh, it's just kind of the formula the show goes by. It's just here's Doctor Nambu. All right, all the all the sugar canes being stolen uh, because of this reason. And here's the bot. This is how you need to go take it down. Go Gachaman, and that, that that's the formula. So fair enough. Then you have and finally you have Galactor. Uh, they they steal every they steal a thing every episode with a new giant Godzilla like monster, and it's led by Leader X. <laughs> so very original name there. Leader <clears throat> X. Yeah, and um, as far as we can tell, he's like an alien that's that 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 wants to take over the Earth. So that's a thing, and he's got his uh, his major generals. Um, through the first thirteen episodes, it focused on Berg Katz, a subgeneral of Galactor. And uh, this character was interesting uh, for a couple reasons. Um, they make a point that Bearcats has a high IQ, like over 200 or whatever. Uh, yeah. is, a, is a genius es- escape artist, which always involves bombs, which I found funny. And can shift genders at will, like it's its secret ability. So at times we'll see Bearcats as a male, and other times as a, as a female with, with a more slender face and lipstick and whatnot. So... Um, that was a bit fascinating, uh, to be honest. He's a uh, he's a character. Yeah, gender gender bending character in the seventies. So I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> he's an even bigger character in Gashima uh, Crowds. Oh, uh, comes that back, is does he? True. He, oh, he does not only come back. He is. Uh, Wait, they have the they have the same name? Huh. Yeah. I know, right? I had that moment watching the show. I just, I just I had it right now. <laughs> I just, I'm, and I'm like, like oh, I'm like fucking. Gotcha I have a, take a second there. A little bit good right now. <laughs> I, I will enjoy this feeling as it lasts. <laughs> nah, nah. Like I, I just had a moment where I'm like, fucking, they introduce him. It's just like Van Katzen. I'm like, that name sounds familiar. I've heard that somewhere else. And then I think about it for three seconds, and I'm like, you fucking retard. Of course you have. He's in Gotcha Crowds. Well, uh, everything follows the formula. Uh, I, I will say this. I'm with Hickey. I, I had a lot of fun watching this show, and one thought went through my head. If I was a little kid, I would have adored this show. Oh, yeah. It is, it is that fun and just easy to just jump into. I love the show and I would beg my parents to buy me bell-bottom pants because everyone is using it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, it is 1972 after all. <laughs> yeah. A um, couple years before Yamato. Uh, I didn't... So what was your favorite episode or, or and or monster, guys? That's that's uh, kind of the question I, I posed. Simple. Coming out of the, this. the Scorpion episode with the moon. Yeah. First of all, yeah. they send a fucking Scorpio robot to the moon. So it can suck rocks and throw at Earth. And for some reason, they are big enough to become material, uh, like to fall on Earth and destroy cities. Uh, (laughs) They have fucking awesome technology. And they, uh, an episode, uh, some episodes prior to that one, they had that uh, extreme awesome and modern plane competition. But the the space rocket they use, it's a fucking Soyuz. (laughs) Soviet uh, spaceship (laughs) to go to the moon. Uh, Not only that, the space mission is called Space Rocket. (laughs) So I had a blast. I started laughing because uh, in the 70s, the 60s and 70s, you had the Apollo mission and Soyuz, but this show thought of the best name they could think of for a space program was Space Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not very imaginative <laughs> on the names in the show no, at all. <laughs> no, not at all. So, like, you have a bunch of bird missiles, and uh, it was the first time the Red Impulse was introduced as well. So, it's a very fun episode, and I really enjoyed it. Was it? Yeah. The first Red Impulse because episode? Because the, uh, the, the Scorpion go, uh, goes back to, to Earth. And they, they try to attack it, if I'm not mistaken. But then the guys are like, no, no, no but focus. I, I don't think it's the first time Red Impulse appeared. The first time Red Impulse appeared was the uh, underwater thing. Yeah, the, the, ghost, the ghost fleet from hell. Yeah, so yeah. Like, my mistake. I thought they, they appeared in that episode. But anyway, still, it is fun. Everyone is dying and the city's on flame. There's a huge monster in the middle of it. And Dr. Nomo just go, no, you need to find the base. Don't worry about defeating the, the robot. We're going to be fine. <laughs> Once you defeat the robot, everyone's going to be fine. And then they find the, the base. And, you know, there's the computer to, to control the, the scorpion. And Joe's, Joe gets a fucking submachine gun and blow the shit up <laughs> so it can stop. <laughs> Very 70s. Uh, really cool episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I think that was one of the better ones. I Let's see here. I think... Well, the most ridiculous robot and the uh, I think the least favorite episode was definitely... I think it was episode 2 with the mummy. <laughs> like, it made no fucking sense. It was a big ship they made out of a mummy and it was slapping planes out of the air. <laughs> King Kong style. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but my favorite episode was definitely the sugarcane one, just because of how ridiculous it was, what was going on with it. I think that was the same episode with the woman that they forced to... No, yeah, no, 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 no. They were different no, no, no. episodes. Uh, that was the, that, <laughs> no, the sugarcane one was, was, was the one where um, they exploded Joe the, finally the, got permission to use the... <laughs> the bird missiles and he just proceeds to just spam the button to fire a billion of them <laughs> until it runs out maybe and this when it time, runs out no yeah. 
when it runs out, his face was just like, what? We're out? (laughs) (laughs) That is the most disappointed I've ever seen a man. It's like, wait, we have a limited supply of missiles? (laughs) No way. What a (laughs) shitty plane. (laughs) Yeah, I just Uh, love it. And then, then, yeah. uh, There was a good, good little screenshot where... Uh, they sh- it's right at the beginning where they go all the sugar canes being stolen and they proceed to explain why this is so bad and it cuts to a screenshot of children yes. with clothes like like closed uh, buildings are closed and they're they're like all upset and clamoring to the closed buildings because now they can't get their candy no, like, <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the episode where when Ryu like goes around you in panic because they're stealing sugar cane and he he bumps into Jinpei and, and Jun, and they were, like, buying yeah. cake. So, like, they go away, and a bunch of children just come in and say, Look, cake! The cake is in the fucking ground! Smashed! And the kids just just jump in <laughs> and start eating the cake from the ground. It's like, so funny. Okay. You know what I like? Okay. That's, I like that they, that's I like that they just, just before that scene... They've already said, yep, and just like there, everybody, like every store's fucking sugar supply had run out. There was no more. And then yeah, we it was to them come and be like, oh, we bought candy. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> but they just said they ran out. Where do you get this from? The black market? <laughs> <laughs> so that was by far my favorite, my favorite episode because of just the, just the ridiculous levels of what was happening. Uh, it was, it was definitely the, the grandest of. Of crazy for Gachimon. Uh, I, th- I think robot wise, yeah, the scorp the scorpion on the moon was definitely no, up there. It even had scorpion missiles, the... so and it was in space, so obviously, yeah, it's yeah, the, the best one, the mm-hmm. ant robots. Oh, the power of the sun. Oh, yeah, praise the sun, praise the sun. <laughs> but I, I guess my favorite scene will be the revenge scene. That thing was just too good. Child abused and everything. It was just too great. Yeah, you know, nothing says fucking, like, justice. As you taking somebody <laughs> who's lost their father because of, because of Galactor, you take them on board your plane and go like, you will get revenge on the people who killed your dad. And she said, I don't know. She said, you will? Now fire the missile at them. Then, no, no, no. Said, I you don't want to. And then smack her across <laughs> yeah. the face and force her hand. And go like, there. Now you got revenge. Like, My Feel God. better now? Justice. <laughs> and, and it seems like we're exaggerating and making fun with the, with the phrasing. But no, that's exactly what the character says in the show. <laughs> It's pretty close, but yeah. I mean, it's... No, I mean... And again, is, I just keep thinking closed. back to Jinpei. Again, I keep thinking back to Jinpei's definition of what makes someone bad. Somebody who forces someone into a fight that they have nothing to do with. Well, <laughs> fucking gotcha, man. You, according to your own definition, you are bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also love it, though. I just remember this. If you remember in the beginning, the first episode, when they introduced gotcha, uh, the gotcha man team... What, the thing that they, you know, they talk about, oh, there's this team of five people, well, sometimes one, sometimes five people who are, uh, work under, uh, the, uh, under Dr. Nambu and follow his every order with order without question and fail. <laughs> because if they don't, they will be get, they will get, be gotten rid of. 
And then, you know, they proceed to then never follow his instructions or orders. Yeah. Ever. Like, the, the, the first time they used the board missile, it was like, I need permission to use the missile. And Dr. Nob was like, no, it's too dangerous. And he just turns off the TV and is like, I disagree. Press the button. <laughs> oh, the shit Joe would say, especially at the start of the show, uh, re- really solidified his character. It was, um, I don't give you permission to use the bird missile. I can't. Joe goes, I can't agree with that, and I can't. I can't follow a pussy leader that won't disobey orders. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And then that was apparently all he needed. Like one episode later, that he says it again, and he goes, "You know what? You're right." <laughs> You my boy though. Uh Good stuff. Let's see. What was some other questions I posed to you guys? Uh well, things that make you laugh on the show. I think we've made that pretty clear. <laughs> Every episode. Every episode. Uh, were there any were there any things that made you cringe? Every episode. <laughs> like anything in particular kind of kind of stand uh... out? I mean, you know, you obviously do have the thing with fucking the mysterious dude from, uh, what were they called? Fucking, oh, what are the plain dudes called again? The Red Impulse? The Red Impulse, that's the one. Yeah, you know, Mysterious Racer X or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's kind of, uh, it's like, you know, when I see that again, I'm like, oh, not, uh, not this shit again. (laughs) <laughs> not to this shit to again. Not to this shit again. But yeah, again. Nah, it's <laughs> it's a um, it's kind of annoying. I understand it's a children's show, obviously, but it is one of those things. Like, yep, there's no way, and you know, they're so heavy-handed with it at the end when fucking when Gotcha Man and his, that guy's flying together, and it's like everyone's pointing out, oh, they look like parent and child flying together. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Where would you get that idea? <laughs> or the fuck, or the fucking, the fucking. Your eyes, they remind me of someone, but I don't, you don't know say. who. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No clue. No, for me it was the dated jokes. There's a bunch of them. Mm. Uh, the every enemy was brown for some reason as well. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess seven is Japan. <laughs> I, I I think I think what um what made me cringe was definitely whenever because the whole show is based so heavily off of like what giant robot they're facing and the mummy one in particular like I said earlier that made me just cringe so hard just it was it was a level of stupid <laughs> that shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. I'm like you're Never two go. episodes <laughs> in and you're you're already like throwing this out <laughs> Never go I, yo, oh, that, that reminds me. That reminds me of another thing that bothers me. And it's the fucking... Never tell anyone anything. You know, the guy and the kid. Right? It's like, my dad will return. I don't have the heart to tell him. Even when he's fucking following the bad guy and putting himself in danger. They're like, no. Don't tell him the truth. He's never believed. Like, fucking... This is cruel. Poor kid. He's gonna live his entire life thinking his dad just ran away. (laughs) <laughs> well, but alright then and then you keep and then they keep doing that shit when they get later in the episode when the fucking when the god phoenix is escorting escorting this new plane that they've created this super plane that's stolen by Galactor and oh, fucking yeah. Professor Nambu is like they're like oh it's been stolen it's like oh shit we need to deal with this it's like, yeah should we contact uh, contact Ashman no their plane don't stand a chance they'll be destroyed 
I know, actually, leave this to me. I know how to deal with it. Fucking calls Red Impulse. Does not inform Gotcha Man of anything. <laughs> it just has to, and even when fucking G1 goes like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow them and I'm gonna take them down because they're enemies. He still refuses to say. He just said, don't do it. Follow orders. And it's just like, no, I can't. You don't give me a reason to. I'm like, <laughs> see, that makes sense. Why aren't you just telling him? <laughs> Well, because Gacha Man, they are worse than the bad guys. I guess that, that is clear by the th- 13 episodes oh, we're shit. watching. <laughs> I'm just sitting it's like, so basically, you are more willing to sacrifice Red Impulse than you are to tell them that the fucking plane has been stolen. All right. Yep. <laughs> I think, let's see here. If it wasn't for the Meteor uh, Scorpion Space episode, where... Uh, Gal- Galactor proceeded to just murder millions, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, if that episode didn't exist, I swear, <laughs> Gachiman killed more people <laughs> than the World Domination Organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. <laughs> like almost for sure. I love it though because Numbo also had a uh, comment where he said that whatever you do, we ne- we must never in- initiate a fight with Galactor. But most of the time they did. Here we are. Oh, yeah, it was their prime. It was their prime objective. <laughs> yeah, but like, there's also another thing I remember. Uh, there's a little feeling of Captain Planet in Gotcha Man, where they talk about the environment yeah. and how bad it is to pollute everything. But then you have the yeah. There was the, a lot of that. Yeah, you have the episode with the under underwater <laughs> base, <laughs> which they're basically polluting the water. And wasting about a, a bunch of resources and building a, an underwater base is very difficult and you need to pollute a bunch, especially with fuel. So, yeah. And then you have, like, they always explode uh, a bunch of monsters with nuclear reactors. And that poisons everything around the fucking explosion. <laughs> so naked. It's just the 70s. They didn't know what fucking... Environmental hazards were no, well, of course not. <laughs> well, they didn't realize the extent of the damage it would do, but they did. Because I, I got that, I got that Captain Planet vibe hard in the show uh, as well. Because um, there's a lot of scenes that they show where uh, I think in that same underwater episode when it first started, they mentioned um, like some of the refineries uh, below the below water were leaking and that was causing a bunch of oil and then they they show a bunch of dead fish happening they sh- let's see what was another one um yeah radiation a lot of nukes going off uh, left and right like no big deal and that, that, Just a they're, few. No big they're always deal. worried about yeah they're always worried <laughs> they're always worried about the explosion rather than the fallout radiation but i think that w- i don't think they under stood the extent of fallout during this during this time well i mean i You're think they tell did. me that japan does not understand the fucking consequences <laughs> yeah, of being that was a, what was i about <laughs> to say i think they did because you know uh it was well it was in the no like it was it in the peak they didn't know... no it was in the peak of the fucking cold war the ussr and the united states were basically wiping out fucking islands off of the map using nukes. So I think they did know. <laughs> but I guess well, they, I'm, they I'm talking like the long-term fallout damage. 
Because they didn't yeah, really, they would never mention big. that. It was always like the initial explosion the show would always reference as I being think worse. they did mention it because it's a kid's show. <laughs> it's also a kid's show, yeah. Uh, I, I, there was one episode with, um, with uh, where they were talking about earthquakes and, and um, uh, seismic uh, seismic damage and and how a lot of that came into play. So it was a, that was a good little geology episode. But then they they kind of ruined that little part of me with with the volcano part where they'd be inside and uh, they were literally inside the volcano and it's active. The lava and the heat or anything wouldn't do any damage. It's not hot, <laughs> it's not hot inside of a volcano. It's not it's hot in vile volcano at all. It's but like the eighties hadn't happened yet, yeah, so they the understanding. By the of way, inside of the volcano, they yet. have they had a bunch of uh, warheads as well, <laughs> and yep. it took so long for the warhead to explode when the lava just started <laughs> engulfing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't think well, it would with what we know, as well, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, with, with, with what we know now. Um, like that that entire sequence of events and the and uh, earthquakes, um, yeah, it's all false and just really bad scientific knowledge. But in the seventies, uh, a lot of it wasn't even none of it was understood. Essentially, uh, it was all theory. Um, seismology like wasn't even a thing yet, so. Uh, very, that was that was just an interesting. People were still praying for the stuff. gods so the tremor would go away. <laughs> <laughs> People were still fucking making fire out of flint. Yeah, seventies yeah. <laughs> they were bored. Do you think like because it was in the seventies? Do you think that in one of the one hundred episodes there's an LSD episode somewhere? Oh, there yes. has to be. There has to be a drug induced episode at some point. There has to be. Okay, <laughs> like some there mushroom. Has to be. They just go around collecting <laughs> mushrooms and say, this is energy as well. And, like, they, they make tea of it and we have lights. Oh, there has to be an episode where, like, nuclear fallout caused, like, mushrooms or something to, like, grow twice as big and people were eating them. <laughs> yeah. Uh. There has to be. Uh, all right, so last question here. Uh, were there times the art and animation uh, bothered you knowing it was from 1972? Uh, not, not really. really. Yeah, it didn't not bother really. me. Like, the show looks... For a 70s show, it looks fine. I was pleasantly surprised myself. Yeah. Like, when I first opened it, when I first, like, uh, started watching the first episode, I was like, is this, like, a fucking... Is this, like, a uh, like a uh, scale-up version I'm watching or whatever? Like, because it seemed almost too clean. I was expecting more dirty... Uh, Dirty cells, like you're used to from a lot of older shows. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it was very, it was very clean. That was a bit weird. That is true. Yeah, like, I watched this. I watched this via high dive. Uh, it's all, every episode's on high dive, so um, same. <laughs> <I'm not touring>. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it has to be clean. It has to be a cleaned up version for sure. Yeah. It yeah, look, because it looked too clean. Yeah, if you compare, you know, to say that if you compare with the first episodes of Gundam, uh, the original Gundam, you in Gundam you can see the dust in between <laughs> the cells, uh, and this oh, one it's very clean, uh, that's for yeah. sure. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of one of the fun things I, I like about watching a lot of older older shows. It's like 
can you see what what's wrong with these uh, with these cells? Like for example, <laughs> in uh, in the Cowboy Bebop movie, for example, there's a scene where there's uh, they um, they kind of missed that somebody had dropped a piece of hair on the uh, cell, so it's kind of Oof. you can see that <laughs> quite uh, not quite clearly, but clearly enough. <laughs> so you're just that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> And there was a, well, there was quite a few scenes where they would reuse like a two second loop animation. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, there that, was a lot of that like, in the show. I mean, again, they, the they do that. They do that now. Like that doesn't really bother me. The only difference now is that with modern technology, you can do that cool shit where you flip shit around and you can move background stuff and you can change right. tiny details without changing the animation, so that it looks different. But so I was like, I. I can't fault a 70s show for, oh no, it reused a bit of animation every once in a while. Like, fucking, of course they did. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a TV yeah. show. <laughs> the facial expressions really uh, were something. It, it, how, do, how do I describe it? It's, um, rem- it, they looked like. So they'd have a straight face, and then when they try to get the character to show some sort of expression, it was, it reminded me of kind of like crazy Halloween esque, psychotic, <laughs> over, I mean, <laughs> over exaggerated yeah, facial you had, expressions. You had two types of, of face. You had Jum, Joe, and Ken face, which is kind of a realistic face and very weird. <laughs> and then you have Jinpei yeah. and Ryu faces, which is a more cartoon like faces. Uh, Jinpei being the most cartoonish, Ryu being a oh, sure. a me term, and then you have Joe, which is like looks like he 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 put Botox all over his face. It's kind of kind of weird. <laughs> uh, and when when Ken Ken was always with a straight face because if he tried to move a muscle, it would be weird. But then Jinpei had a, a variety of expressions, and they were all good because you know he's more cartoonish. Yeah, it worked for him. There was um, there was one episode, I can't uh, remember which one it was, I think it was three or four, where they had just defeated Galactor and murdered thousands, naturally. <laughs> That's what and, and Ken and June are looking at each other, and the screen's totally still, and all you see is the facial expression change of of uh, first it's Joe and that no first it's June uh, who's the woman by the way for uh, no way. the audience I can't remember <laughs> uh, first it's her and she, she her her smile goes like three times larger than it should be and her like eyebrow raises really weird then it cuts to Ken and then he does the same thing but his like nose veers left <laughs> his <laughs> eyes go in like two different directions <laughs> i'm like whoa <laughs> what was that i really wish i took a screenshot and posted it on twitter i just i just i was just so taken aback by it i was like i'm gonna have nightmares with that face <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not good that's not good like fucking you're rushing to get the episode out you're just like fucking like draw the face draw the happy face how many frames? One. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, his eyes aren't aligned. His nose has changed. Whatever. It's done, it's isn't it? <laughs> it's it's fine. done, isn't it? It's fine. Poor we have Prince. a deadline to reach. I don't have time for this. 
<laughs> yeah. Funny. Luckily, oh. luckily after after that moment, they only did it like one or two other times. Um, so, <laughs> but man, it was noticeable. <laughs> yeah. That's All kind right. of a sad thing, though, especially when you know, like, can you have deadlines and time crunchy whatnot, and you know, one of those, like anybody who's had experience with that, you know that there's a certain point where you kind of just have to go. It's fine. It's, it's good fine. enough. <laughs> I need. I need to go move on. I can't spend time on this. It's not that right. important. But then you know, then people watch it back later, and they're uh, and you'll be like, oh, why did you do that? <laughs> That's so ugly. Yeah. Like, God why damn it! Why are you focusing guy? on it? <laughs> why did you give? Did you give the guy two frames in a row? <laughs> he could measure this shit well. Why is the animator so lazy, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Talking about laziness, they weren't lazy in this as, uh, as well. There wasn't any kind of paint blur, as I remember. Like everything was well painted and defined. Yeah. You didn't have paint getting out of boundaries and stuff like that. So that is always a plus. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it goes with that kind of clean uh, comment. Yeah, even before. Kind of. I don't think yeah. about it. Even like when environment broke and stuff you don't see that you didn't see very much like of that typical you still see it but it wasn't as clearly defined you know you know the one i've talked about the like environment breaking and you can see like oh this rock is gonna break because it's yellow oh right? yeah <laughs> yeah and there wasn't there oh, wasn't yeah. that there wasn't there wasn't really any of that you can see it because it's like the outline and the the light like the lines on whatever's gonna break and whatnot and the coloring is kind of different but it's close enough that it's like it doesn't stand out and that was one thing that I was really thought was really interesting because that means that they actually had time to fix that up and they didn't just fucking keep the way it looks in the Genga, <laughs> which is the uh, raw like uh, keyframe. For us, I don't know. Yeah, now that you mention it, that was yeah that that was something. And for 1972, that's that's way that's a lot that's a lot better than say what we saw in uh, in Gundam. Yeah. It's a lot better than what you saw in Dragon Ball. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost, yeah. That was, that's, what was that, 16, 16 years later, Dragon Ball? Yeah. Something like that. That's great. Well, that's, the diff- that. well that's, that's kind of the difference between Toei and uh, Tatsunoko production, for sure. That's a, ma- uh, that's a major difference. I mean, Toei has produced a lot of really good-looking stuff, but... Toei's more... Uh, Guilty of, of doing it more often, that's for sure. <laughs> a lot of too, other companies. Toei is too big. <laughs> Toei is too, too big, big for their own good. No, but I mean like I mean like literally too big. I don't mean like oh they're too big for presence. I mean like Toei, the, the fucking business. Have you ever seen Toei like uh, offices? It is so fucking huge, <laughs> and it is, and then you just have like the, their fucking like sub offices that are spread around everywhere. So it's like just fucking. Just having some sort if you need corrections to something, having that information go around to all the different parties that are spread out, it takes days. Like it's not good. <laughs> you can't do that. Alrighty. Uh I'm ready to score it. Are you guys? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh to go with the score, I'm I, I would like uh to go with uh to go with the theme of justice, I would like a a uh, a moral funny phrase to go with the show <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first as an example <clears throat> uh i was 
at first going to give this a 5 out of 10, but I th- I think I I definitely enjoyed it more than a 5. Uh, so cuz I usually I usually score monster of the week sh- like kid shows um, just on a lower lower average, but I'm going to move it up to a 6 out of 10. And the moral I took from Gachimon is if you have a problem, fire the bird missile. <laughs> if you have a problem, uh... fire the bird missile. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7, which is quite good. It, it was a very good... I'm I'm not going with that, uh, you know, more objective and uh, way of scoring because it's I'm basically scoring my first impression, impressions of the show, so a 7. And I guess my phrase is... Uh, the law is is justice, and as long as you're inside of the just uh, as uh, outside of the justice, you are correct. <laughs> if you're on the side of justice, you're right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a five. Uh, <laughs> I it's fun to watch, but I don't think it's very good. And, yeah, that's uh, kind of that's the, kind of what I'm in, I'm in that boat, but I I think um yeah, I'm with you, Tori. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh the moral I take is again, I'm just going to have to use the words that Jim Pei used, and that is that, you know, the bad people are the people who are who force others to fight for worse <laughs> they have no business being. <laughs> that's uh that's my moral. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All righty. So that was bi- fun. The that biggest was fun. the biggest moral the bad people are the bad people are the people who force others to fight they they uh they war but if you are in the side of justice you are correct so fire the bird missile yes put it all together in one which is summarized the 13 episodes we've seen yeah so uh. good and don't tell gachiman get fred impulse over here <laughs> Uh, okay, well, uh, so the Red Leaf Retrocast has an, uh, a good announcement to, to close out the episode. Um, we're, we're just about at 100 episodes in total uh, across all podcast episodes. And uh, we're coming up on two years in January of 2019. And uh, as a celebration for that, I'm a, I've been in talks with, uh, with a graphic designer artist type person uh, to get a professional logo and avatar for the podcast it's uh it's about damn time um we've reached a large enough fan base especially uh with how long we've been around now and um so we're breaking away from the fan-made uh logos and designs for the podcast and it's all going to be thank just you one sammy logo now yeah yeah thank, thank you thank you sammy. sammy for the uh for the anime one uh rad for the retro gaming um or radutron and then uh so, <clears throat> we're uh, we're getting one logo for it all, one avatar uh, to incorporate all of the podcast episodes in the one. So we're gonna have like a retro gaming with uh, with wrestling and, and anime all kind of uh, together. So we we got the uh, blueprints or kind of first first drafts of a lot of things together. So that's that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So it's right around yeah. the corner. Hope to hope, as soon as it's done, that's what we'll launch it for. We It'll may have another thing as well to announce later, but I'm gonna hold off on that until I, I don't know, know anything about of whether you guys or not that will actually about. happen. I also have something to announce, but I I I will hold on it. 
Okay. Cool, guys. Yeah. But um, this has been the Redley Fretchocast, episode 36 of the Worldwide Weebs. Uh, super fun. Uh, our next episode is going to be uh, Vision of Escaflone. Mm-hmm. Sure will. And, yeah, we're going to have a guest on for that one. So um, I believe that will be in two weeks from now. So hooray. Yay. Uh, Yay. Definitely go and subscribe to us on uh, Stitcher and iTunes. Hit us up on Spotify. All the social medias, Redley Fretrocast. Leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes, either or whichever you have. We'll for sure read it on the podcast. We haven't had a review in forever. Um, sure haven't. We got, a cu- we, got a, we got a couple out of Australia, but I can't get them. So I'm going to have to uh, somehow f- um, f- somehow find them. I don't understand redneck Australian. I can't read them. Well, no, like I can't I can't view it with my iTunes account. Like I got a notification that their the reviews are there, but I have no way to to look at them. I I, I think I got to like change my region or something. Uh, Damn. Apple. You're yeah. fantastic. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also check me out on YouTube and you can find a link to that in the description. Indeed. I need to be better at plugging myself. Hickey keeps <laughs> complaining that I'm very bad at it, and he's right. Yeah, usually it's me who <laughs> did the plug. <laughs> I forgot that episode, this episode, by the way, but JD covered you. <laughs> yep. Alrighty. Well, join us in the next one, and have a, have a great day. Peace. Goodbye. Tobi da seba, Kanaku nimpo, Hino Tori da.